How nail polish makes you fat. Drinking with friends is good for you. Beards are covered in poop. Thinking can make Sugar you as fat. addictive as cocaine. Microwaving Climate change. Plastic. Literally. Sausage. is dangerous. Junk food in pregnancy leaves children fat. Maggots prove effective. Cancer. So much of what we hear in the news these days is supposedly backed up by science. The question is, how much of that is science? And how much of it is? Real science. Do you believe in ghosts? Well, I don't know if I believe in ghosts, but I certainly do have a ghost story. It's a, it's a family ghost story. It's a ghost story based on an experience that my grandmother had when she was a teenager. Um, she had always wanted to be a nun. She was super Catholic. She was brought up in a really Catholic family, and she really wanted to be a nun. That was her calling. That's what she thought she was destined to be. But then when she was a teenager, the ghost of the Virgin Mary appeared to her and said, Hang on a minute. I don't think that you should be a nun, in fact. And what you should do is actually get married and start a family. I don't think the Virgin Mary has said that to too many people over the course of time. <laughs> it's quite a, quite a unique experience, I think. But nonetheless, it was, uh, it was recorded in the diaries of my granny. And so therefore, it has gone down as fact. And because of that, she did start a family. She married my granddad. She had three kids. One of those kids was my mom. And then wait, 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 wait. So you're telling me if it weren't for this visitation from the ghost of the Virgin Mary, then you might not even exist today? <laughs> that is exactly what I'm telling you. I owe my entire existence to a ghost story. Well, today on our podcast, we've got stories like this one, but much closer to home. We're talking about ghosts here in Singapore. UWC, talking to real people about real experiences, mysterious deaths, and how we deal with things that we just can't explain. I'm Judson. And I'm Tim. And this is Real Science. Uh, so Tim, you and I started at UWC at the same time, and amazingly, in the time that we've both been here, you have found out about hauntings and things that I'd heard nothing about. Um, what's the story there? Uh, well, I, I suppose that I'm speaking to people who are spookier than the people that you are speaking to. Clearly. Um, I have spoken to actually a few people now who claim to have had some experience of a haunting on campus at UWC Dover, and particularly in relation to what used to be the headmaster's house um, on, on UWC Avenue as you come into campus. And naturally, I was interested by that. And as a scientist, I was interested in the ghosts in general, and I'm reasonably skeptical of ghosts. And I thought that I would investigate. So the first thing that I did was Google it, UWC haunting, which is what any self-respecting millennial would do. Absolutely. And I uh, came up with an article written by a current member of staff, Frankie Meehan, with a couple of ex-students about the haunting of this old headmaster's house. Uh, and I was fascinated to find out more. I, I think all of us are fascinated to find out more. I particularly liked your second move, which was to contact the Paranormal Society of Singapore. How did that turn out for you? Well, I did, in fact, contact the Paranormal Society of Singapore, 
unfortunately, they had all recently died in a haunting-based horrible calamity. So what? <laughs> <laughs> given that we have almost zero professional support in our endeavor here, what uh, what ideas do you have for how we're going to go about looking into this? supposed haunting well i feel like we have two options here judson i think the option number one is to talk to people who maybe know something about these ghosts and what's happening on uwc and i think the option two is to go looking for those ghosts ourselves buddy i think we should do both of those options and see what we can figure out i think that sounds like a brilliant idea for a podcast So I know we were feeling a bit um, out of our element without the Paranormal Society of Singapore, but you'll be pleased to know, Tim, that I've tracked down somebody, a member of staff, who's been here on campus working for over 40 years. Not only that, he has personal experience with paranormal activity. My name is Mama Jamil, and I work here for, I think, 40 to 43. When I started here, I was uh, 16 years old. 1976. Okay, that sure is a long time, but what's he got to tell us? Let's hear his story. So I'm working with my friends, printing room, you know, printing room. So when I work alone, things just walk out, pass by. So it's something like a shadow, but there's nobody. I feel like, ooh, scary. <laughs> so we ended up talking to Jamil for over half an hour, and he had all kinds of ghost stories from UWC and all over the place. And one of the things that he mentioned in passing uh, that took place on campus was the haunting of the headmaster's house. And he told us that he had heard from guards about weird things that had happened there. The thing is, he didn't give us much in the way of specifics to go on. So we needed to look elsewhere. Well, I've been at the college for 20 years now. Wait, who is this uh, we're hearing from right now? So this is Frankie Meehan. So uh, I think it was, you know, 15 to 18 years ago. But he's, as he said, he's been here for a whole load of time. And so he's heard stories. I was chatting to John Collins, who used to be director of boarding. He, he mentioned the notion that uh, what is now the safari school, uh, at that time he was living there, um, was a haunted house. Okay, okay. So this is the house that Jamil was talking about um, when we talked to him earlier, right? Absolutely right, yeah. This is the, the former residence of the headmasters that's now the safari school, the preschool. This is the, it's sort of a ranch-style house, three levels, that's kind the of one. boxy looking. That's the one, yeah. He, he basically told them that um, he'd never personally experienced um, anything like a haunting, but uh, what he had heard was that in earlier times, and I guess this would be the 1970s, possibly even into the 1980s, a series of headmasters, UWCSEA headmasters, um, had lived in that house, what's now the safari school, and they had all um, fallen ill or indeed died. Um, he, he talked about how two headmasters in succession had fallen ill and died while they were living on the premises and a third headmaster had become so ill that he had to return to England and subsequently did die. Tim, I'm going to cut into the recording here. I'm quite skeptical of the fact that uh, three headmasters would have died in a row. Yeah, I I had the same misgivings and uh, I thought, well, maybe it's just a coincidence. Maybe it's one of those stories that's been warped over time by the retelling. Uh, and so I did some checks uh, and actually it's it's fully 
true. The first headmaster, named Murig Owen, uh, was head in 1971, died after 18 months living in that house in 1973. Uh, Peter Jolly then moved in in 1973. He died after 18 months in 1975. And then Dewey Lloyd moved in after that in 1976, and he died 18 months later after returning to the UK. Uh, And none of these men had any prior health issues of any sort. Okay, fair enough. Uh, Back to Frankie's story then. And and they all lived in this same house? They all lived in the same house. And um, the the story went that uh, local staff, uh, Singaporean staff, were so alarmed by the situation that they uh, arranged for representatives of different faith groups. um, So, uh, you know, a Christian priest... um, I think a, a Taoist priest, um, a, a Muslim imam, to come into the house and exercise uh, the ghost that they believed was there. Okay, so I did a little bit of checking into this as well. I couldn't find any evidence of this multi-faith UWC visit. But we did get correspondence from a former resident of the house who lived there post-exorcism. My father, Gavin Waddle, was director of boarding from 1978 till 1989 and we reside in what had previously been the headmaster's residence. The three previous headmasters had either died or become seriously ill whilst living there, so no one was very keen to live in the house. Tales of the house being built on a Chinese graveyard and hauntings did not deter my father from moving in. But as an impressionable 13-year-old, I was fairly reluctant to move in. I think we're ignoring the bigger question, Zem, which is, Who was this ghost, and why was he killing people who lived in this house? You know what, Frankie had the same question. What John said was that people believed, the local people believed, that there had been a cemetery of some sort on that site in previous times. Um, It was rumoured that during World War II, the Japanese had had murdered a number of Chinese people who had perhaps... uh, collaborated with the British in resisting the Japanese invasion, and that that they were buried um, somewhere close to where that preschool is. Judson, we're going to go on a ghost hunt. Tim, do you know what today is? I don't know what today is. Today is the 4th of March? Is it the 4th of March? It is the 4th of March, Tim. Do you know what happened 77 years ago (laughs) on this day? I do not know what happened 77 years ago. 77 years ago, today, was the last night of the Sukching Massacre here in Singapore. What what does that mean? What is the the systematic murder of thousands of Chinese Singaporeans. So this was in uh, a time following the Japanese invasion of Singapore and subsequent control over the island. So the British surrendered. In the months following the surrender, the Japanese started this thing, that, which is now called Sukching, which actually means purge through cleansing, taken from the Japanese, Kakyo Shukusai. So the Chinese were rounded up during these two weeks, from the middle of February up until March 4th. They were essentially massacred at 11 different locations around Singapore. The Chinese were killed in a number of horrific ways, uh, including being beheaded, bayoneted, uh, machine gunned down. You said that this is the anniversary of the last day of it, and we're going to go ghost hunting tonight. That's correct. So if they're ghosts, they're going to be out tonight.
So, what is, uh, how does one start a ghost hunt? I have, you have any no ideas? idea. I have no idea what to do in this situation, but luckily I have downloaded six different apps that the App Store says are the favorites for finding ghosts. And we're, we're on our way to the, to the haunted house. It should also be pointed out we're doing this at night, which again is, is like one of those things from the movie where you're telling the characters, why would you go investigate a haunting in the middle of a dark, rainy night? on the anniversary of a massacre. Judson is uh, is currently wearing his ghost hunting gear, which consists of some black rubber sandals and some lycra. So he's just putting on, for safety, he's, he's just putting on a cycling helmet, just in case. So we can see the house now. Wait, is that the house? Okay, I think that's the house. Do, do you see any movement in the upper windows there? Mm, no, they're all kind of dark. Can't really see much up there. The, the house is surrounded by what look to be old trees that are decidedly creepy. All right, I'm just gonna park my bike here and leave a note on it that says, if I don't return, I've been abducted by ghosts. I don't think the ghosts abducted anybody. Remember, it took 18 months for anything bad oh, yeah. to happen. So All as right. long as we don't spend 18 months in there, then we'll be okay. Um, there were 10 Australian commandos that were caught trying to infiltrate Singapore in 1945 and they were captured and they were held in Outram prison and they were executed here. Here on this yes. site? They were beheaded. Okay. And their bodies were buried somewhere near here after being executed. So, uh, should we just nip in and see if we can have a nose around? Uh, so. Should we activate one of the ghost okay, finding apps? Yeah, act activate one of the ghost finding apps. So, let's start off with the, uh, we've got a, just one that's called just ghost sensor. Okay, it's got a min and a max reading, and I'm kind of moving it around from left to right. Oh, oh, but oh, we're getting a reading. The, the red needle is moving up. It's, it's getting higher. It does appear to it's be getting, getting higher. higher. We're getting, oh, we were close to max then for a second. Okay, we're moving closer to the house at this point. It is still raining. Feeling a bit creepier now we're moving in. It oh, is. there's a person in the window. That scared me. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna try a new app. For the record, that was a real person, yeah. not a ghost. <laughs> still quite scary. Um, okay, I'm going to try Ghost Surveyor now because this has got like a oh oh it has a it has a sound effect as well. And apparently there's a ghost right behind us. And then we've got we've got a spirit board here, which would help us communicate. So what okay. we see is like a Ouija type of thing, and we're asking it a question. Ask a question. Um, is oh hang on, there's a uh, microphone setting, so the phone can actually translate for the ghosts. Is anybody there? Oh. S T O P stop W H I L It's gonna say stop whistling. <laughs> stop while stop while you know C C A I bet it's an A. It's gonna be an N, isn't it? It's gonna be an N. Stop while you can. I just saw the ghost. There's a ghost there. It 
looks to be a female or maybe a, a, a 90s rocker. It does. It's some long hair. Either its name or its species is elf, according to this app. I'm not sure which. 701 years old. How do you, uh, how do you interpret that, Judson? Well, um, it's difficult to say. Uh, we, we had one verbal message, which was stop while you can. Uh, we had the presence of one visible ghost, according to one of the apps, but it seemed to just be hovering uh, outside the second story of the building. So I'm, I'm gonna call it inconclusive at, at this point. Now, just generally speaking, do you have any, have you gotten the chills? I haven't really had a sense of unease, although when that person was looking at us out of the window, I felt uneasy then. And they have now disappeared. Uh, I mean, can we say with certainty that that was an actual person? Because I just glanced up and saw them. I assumed that it was an actual person, but I don't know if it really was or not. I mean, we're now attracting some looks from people who are definitely real, because we're standing in the rain looking for ghosts outside of primary school. All right, well, so we can't say for sure that, that we aren't being haunted at the moment. No. I mean, it's a very subtle haunting, if it is a haunting. I guess it's going to be impossible for us to prove either way whether the deaths of the headmasters here were anything to do with those ten commandos that you're talking about, or whether it was some other malevolent haunting, or whether, against all odds, it was in fact just three coincidences. Eighteen months each. All three of them lived here, no previous health issues. I mean, that is quite a coincidence. It is. At the same time, I do wonder, like, why would Australian commandos who were murdered by Japanese or executed by Japanese in World War II, why would they be bothering headmasters of a school? I'm not feeling any particular unease. So perhaps the story is about the place being exorcised mm. by those religious leaders has some merit to it as well. Indeed. Or, and I offer this for you, dear listeners, we will have to wait 18 months to find out if Tim Lovett survives. You know, maybe this is less about science or even truth and more about the way we make sense of our fears and the things we can't really explain. You know, your granny was obviously conflicted and maybe even frightened about becoming a nun. And the staff here at UWC clearly felt anxiety uh, after the deaths of those headmasters. I mean, ghosts kind of allow us to release the burden of our own anxieties and fears onto something external. And so, Maybe ghost stories are really just stories about us dealing with our own fear and anxiety. That's true. Um, whether or not you believe in ghosts, maybe you do, maybe you don't, but the, the chances are that you believe in something that you can't empirically go out there and prove. But does that make it real? Does that make it any less real because you can't prove it? Who knows? You may be right when you say that, Tim. But I will still be coming back in 18 months to find out if something terrible has happened to you as a result of the trip to the haunted house. Thank you. <laughs> uh, 
a quick corrections corner here in case there are any history teachers listening. I may have misstated facts related to the Suk Ching massacre and the surrender of Singapore, so I just want to clear this up. The surrender took place on February 7th, 1942, and the Suk Ching massacre started a week later and went through the 4th of March, 1942. For those of you who are interested, the 10 soldiers who were actually executed and buried near UWC were part of something called Operation Remo. They were captured in October of 1944 and executed on July 7th, 1945. Their bodies are no longer on campus. They were actually moved to the Kranji Cemetery in November of 1945. I think those are the only things I've messed up. If there's anything else, please let us know. Special thanks to the National Library of Singapore and especially Senior Librarian Peck Ngan Xiao, who helped us find all kinds of interesting materials about the occupation of Singapore and the Ching Massacre, as well as Operation Remo. Special thanks also to Asian Grade 12 for giving voice to the letter from UWC alum Sarah Johnston. And of course, this whole podcast would not be possible without Jamil and Frankie and their wonderful ghost stories. Special thanks this week to Ellie Olchin for making this podcast possible. You know, she had to be rescued on her first day at UWC by the guards because she got stuck up a fruit tree. I haven't tasted Ramutans as sweet or succulent since we clambered up the branches of this tree as youngsters. I'm Tim. And I'm Judson. Thanks for listening. And see you next time.